0: Welcome, everyone, to Inside LAFC. Happy New Year, one and all. We are beginning our first podcast of 2021. I am Max, and you may be asking yourself, all right, what what do we got to get excited about? It's January, the season. We don't know when the season starts. Everyone wants to know. Uh, Will it start in March? Maybe later. Uh, We are waiting with bated breath because certainly the predicament that we're in we have to wait and see and things are moving very quickly at a rapid pace. That's stuff out of out of my pay grade, but we will we are optimistic that things will be uh, getting back to normal, hopefully sooner than later, although it's hard to predict that way the predicament we are in now. As I said, you would say not much to get excited about here in January, but you would be wrong, LAFC, especially how December ended. And We have a very special guest to talk about one of the exciting developments that is happening to LAFC, the arrival of right-back Kim Moon-Hwan from busan Park in the Korean K-League. Michael Welch, who is based out of Chicago and is a writer for Fighting Stripes, uh, reached out to me. He'll be joining us here. and We recorded the interview, and I will tell you, like me, you're going to be a lot smarter on the back end of it about Moon, about Korean football, about football in los angeles korean football in los angeles and the community so that's coming ahead stick around for that it is the first podcast of 2021 so i didn't really get a chance to put a bow on 2020 and it ended in incredible fashion in the concacaf champions league with lafc reaching the final having the lead late and it slipped away against tigres i know we're all disappointed it will remember what an incredible day that was Remember getting ready for that game, how excited you were. And that's what it is about being a fan. I mean, I was pacing around, waiting for that game to start. The day took forever. You know, I, you know, I was doing things, working, errands. I go, okay, we got to get closer. And obviously, it was around the holiday season, so we had that to, to worry about as well. And then it happened. And then to have these three games where LAFC beat Cruz Azul, Club America, and then lost to Tigres in the final and everything that came with it, the excitement in Los Angeles, the excitement in Mexico, it was front page material. I mean, these things don't happen every day. Hopefully we'll get that chance again, maybe in a couple of years for LAFC. And just saying that makes you, you know, just go, oh, we were so close and we get it. But I just wanna say how proud I was of the effort from the guys and just how gallant they were to go out there and, you know, they were better than Tigres. They were better than Tigres doesn't matter Tigres won but the way LAFC were pinging it around and they paid a heavy price for a mistake on the equalizing goal uh lessons learned but that is not a wasted effort just because they walked away without a trophy so lots of guys coming into their own as players uh Chiqui Palacios comes to mind I thought he played his best uh games as an LAFC player confident we saw uh jesus murillo become a real factor with this team and a guy that gives you confidence that the defense is going to really improve in 2021 and of course carlos vela putting guys on his back diego rossi getting involved as well it it was a very optimistic platform setter for what's going to happen in 2021 and it was a thrill i wish i could relive that day i wish i'd wake up tomorrow and it was the final again and we could watch it and get ready for it so good times are ahead New players are coming in as well. A couple more exciting items to share with you and what it means for the club. Tristan Blackman selected for the U.S. Men's National Team January camp. Now, this is, a, this is a really interesting camp. Only 12 guys were called up. Only three defenders were called up, and Tristan was one of them. So that just tells you that he has got people taking notice of his play. He's going to be a valuable guy because of the time he's been playing it right back. He was great. He was great in the CONCACAF Champions League. Make no mistake, the play in that helped him get into this camp. Otherwise, Greg Berhalter would call in more defenders. So he was a select group of defenders to make it there. I think uh, his ceiling is still very high as a center back, right back, athlete guy who can kind of come in. Uh, don't, uh, Don't discount him to play some important games for a US men's national team. The US, we don't know. There's a camp, 12 senior players, and it's 26 guys that would make up the Olympic team. But we don't know exactly um, when they will play or who they'll play. We're hearing end of the month, maybe Serbia. We shall see. And hopefully Tristan gets a chance to play in that. But a great opportunity because there's going to be a lot of games for the US in 2021. You got Nations League, Gold Cup, World Cup qualifiers, Olympic qualifying, hopefully the Olympics as well. And also want to uh, salute our own Bob Bradley as he uh, will receive the 27th Walt Chisowitz Lifetime Achievement Award. Walt Chisowitz, uh, an incredible uh, trailblazer for U.S. soccer in the coaching ranks and in development ranks. And I know Bob is thrilled to receive that. Uh, He knows the history of American soccer as good as anybody. And he is very deserving. If you just do a search on Bob and see – the journey he's had it is unlike any other, and the, the challenges that he has taken that others may not have, whether it was to go to Swansea, whether it was to go to Egypt, uh, France, Norway, this is uh, a guy who uh, is fearless with these challenges and continues to reinvent himself. He is very deserving, congratulations, Bob. I know he listens to a lot of stuff. I don't know if he's going to listen to a lot of Inside LAFC, but we're really thrilled for you on that. When we return, we're going to learn a little bit about South Korea, Korean football. We'll hear about the the Tiger supporters group because we love them. They're going to get mentioned a few times here. And we're going to learn a lot about Kim Moon-Hwan. This is Inside LAFC. We'll be right back. We're back here on Inside LAFC and I know everyone in and around the club and in the city is very excited about the arrival for of Kim Moon-hwan for a variety of reasons. So we're going to bring in someone who knows the the Korean scene, Korean football, Korean league, national team and Kim Moon-hwan very well. Michael Welch, uh, a writer for Fighting Stripes joins us now. My, Michael, you guys with it Fighting Stripes, Taeguk Tavern, you've you guys have really gotten a hold of the Korean football scene and people turn to you for information as I am doing today. So welcome to Inside LAFC. Yeah.
1: Thanks so much, Max, for having me. I mean, it's just, it's an honor to be able to like represent the community. We always try to break as much news as we can in English. We know that, you know, not everybody that's Korean in the U S and North America or around the world speaks the language. So it can be hard to keep up with, you know, all the football news, but, um, yeah, I've got some staff that like really can translate well, really can bring something into English well. So, you know, we, we found out about the Kim Moon-Hwan story. We ran with it. We were like, this is going to be huge for the Korean community. And we're excited about it.
0: And tell us a bit about that, because you guys, uh, you, you guys have tentacles everywhere. This is a really well-serviced uh, publication in Fighting Stripes, including some folks here in LA, LAFC. and Josh Lee, who we've done with Inside LAFC. But you guys have feet on the ground here in Los Angeles as well.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, I was just out in LAFC with Josh and Albert um, a couple of months ago, and it's just, yeah, it's, it's a big Korean community, so we definitely wanted to have, you know, a couple of the people, like, that are from, you know, LAFC, TSG, the Tiger Supporters Group, we wanted to have that, like, feet on the ground, so when we heard about the fact that, you know, the Tiger Supporters Group was going to get their first Korean Tiger, we wanted to run with it, we were so excited.
0: My son is a a, a non-paying member of Tiger Supporters Group. They were nice enough back in 2018 to give him a scarf. It's up in his room. So we hope to to spend more time with him, obviously, when everything gets back to normal. But we have a lot of ground to cover. But let us start with the player, uh, Kim Moon-Hwan, What we know, we don't know a lot, and that's part of the reason I wanted you to join us here, but a right back, you can play some midfield, 25 years of age at Busan I Park. Is that, did I say it correctly? And Mm -hmm. what, what can we, what do we know a little bit about the player? What does he bring to the table uh, that we will see when uh, he takes the field for LAFC? I
1: would say he's a, he's a high potential player. Uh, I don't think he's anywhere near the full product of like what he's going to be, but in the past three years, he's become a full national team player. Uh, in 2018, he was at the Asian Games with Sonung-min, and so he won his medal, gold medal there, and he transitioned right into the national team. The way that he plays is I would say he's a modern fullback. He's not the type of fullback that just sticks straight to the touchline, pumps in a lot of crosses, and sticks to his you know defensive duties. He really likes to get into the attack. Um, you can see matches where like he is looking to cl- combine with his right winger as much as possible, do those quick one, two passes. And he's a pass and move type of guy. If he's made the pass and he sees, he sees a run for himself to make, he's going to go for it. He likes to get into the box. And also he's a dribbler. He will do take-ons. So I think the way that LAFC plays, I, yeah. <laughs> I could see him really fitting into it. I really could.
0: As you're describing him, I'm going, yes, yes, that'll work. And look, right back has been a position where – A lot of different players have played at LAFC, and I know the club uh, is content with the performances of the guys who have been in there, but you always want someone who can just eat up games there that you can put into the lineup card and say, all right, Moon, you are the right back for the foreseeable future. And looking at his skill set, he's 25, but you said the last three years. So is he a bit of a late bloomer? Is he a guy who uh, has – maybe took a little bit of time to get his game. But now, because to, to make the Korean national team is is hard sledding. That's a tough, that's a tough squad to crack. So how has he emerged the last couple of years evolving into his game?
1: I mean, especially at right back, um, there are like, there have been a couple of veterans for the national team that have, you know, sort of really cemented that place for a while. And they have a certain style. Like there's a player, Lee Young, He's really like that traditional right back, sticks to the touchline, very good with crossing. But it was basically just, um, I think it was the type of thing where the under-23 team needed a right back. And, you know, he got a look and he was the right back that entire tournament. He was very good. And once he had sort of had a full tournament under his belt, the senior national team coach, Paulo Bento, was like, I should take a look at this guy. Um, He plays very different. He's really like very mobile, very fast, very technical, and really not the type of guy that's just gonna do the crosses. I think he takes a look at his options a little bit more and he motions to his teammates where he wants them to go a little bit more. So he's, he's definitely like a modern player that could really grow into a role of being a really, really, really good right back.
0: I'm laughing a bit because I can almost hear Bob Bradley saying, look for your options. And if, if Moon is looking at them, uh, he's, he's going to uh, assimilate very quickly for this club. And, you know, this is a city that has a huge Korean footprint. I'll get to that in a moment, but I, I kind of want to go it as seamlessly as possible with regards to Korean football. And a lot of people's last impression... Of South Korea was at the 2018 World Cup. They didn't make the knockout stages, but they had a huge result over Germany, which allowed Mexico to get through. So there is this, there is this love affair between Mexico and Korea as a result of that. But since then, and how, regardless of how Moon fits into this system, it would appear that South Korean football is in the ascension. Give us a little idea about what's going on with the player pool, how it's looking. Obviously we keep our eyes on the young players coming up, but what are the expectations around Korean football right now?
1: I would say they're pretty high. I think the 2018 world cup was tough because it was kind of a time where the player pool and was really transitioning from veterans to young players. And so, especially in the midfield area, A lot of veterans were injured and the young players that could have, you know, replaced them just weren't ready for it. So it was a little bit mediocre. And I think like Heung-min really struggled because the service just wasn't there. The, you know, the continuity of the team, the flow of the play just really wasn't there for him. So he was sort of just dealing with scraps, like whatever he can get. Um, it It was definitely a rough tournament for him, but in the past couple of years, the midfield is really growing into its own. Um, obviously, we've seen Huang Bum. He played in Vancouver for a year and a half. He's been doing very well. Obviously, there's players like Lee kang from Valencia or Peck Sung-ho who plays in Germany. Like, there are some players that are younger that are developing into midfield creators that can really, you know, tie this team together. And then, yeah, at the back, the the, the defense is doing really well as well. I think Paulo Bento has done a very good job with like stabilizing the defense and picking the players that he thinks work for the defensive system he wants to play. So I'm very excited about the next two years of football for Korea. I think there is potential for some really good things to happen for sure.
0: And, you know, when people talk about Korean football, they, you know, it says, okay, Sung Hyung-min, I know him, but I was watching the Valencia game and Lee Kang-in had a, a great game. So we're going to safe to say that there's going to be more names of these Korean footballers coming to the forefront where if you ask about Korean football, you don't say, oh, I know Sung Hyun Min because he does so well at Tottenham Hotspur. There is a, as you pointed out here, three or four uh, key guys that could reach a stardom level. And then there seems to be enough depth to fill in a roster that could be really competitive amongst the top 10, 15 teams in a World Cup. Is that fair to say?
1: I think so. I think like, you know, the first time that Korea had ever made it out of the group stages at the World Cup on foreign soil was 2010. That was the first time they'd done it and we haven't done it since but i think that the team that we would put together for 2022 would be very much capable of doing that and i think it would be you know it would be really tough for any team to beat them at that time because that will have been four years of working with Paulo bento four years of you know players really getting the chance to move to europe or move to to the us and play and challenge themselves in different situations i think in the past, like having so many of your players just playing domestically in the K league is a little bit different because, you know you're just not getting to test yourself against the best in the world as much as you can. But now I would say the starting lineup will probably be for, you know, the years to come at least half players that don't play in Korea uh, whether they're playing in North America or Europe they're gonna be playing somewhere else and really challenging themselves against like the world's best players. Um, I think that like the Korean league is really great. Like domestically, there's a lot of good Korean players, but foreign stars just don't really come there. So you're not going to get to see players from Brazil, Argentina, the best in the world or the best from Europe as well. So I think it's, it's always good to see that like these players are getting the chance to move abroad and challenge themselves.
0: That's interesting. And Forgive me for not knowing this because I always push myself as the all knowing soccer expert, but so the K league, the J league in Japan for instance, does, Draw pretty well, foreign players. Is that is that safe to say? But the K League, generally speaking, is Korean players are the vast majority of that squad. Whereas you'll see more foreign players maybe in the J League. We know that in the Chinese League, which had deep pockets, they were bringing players that slowed down a bit. But in the K League, they keep it pretty close to the vest with the, the national players.
1: I would say that like all all of the Asian leagues definitely have some limits on how many foreign players you can have, but overall like just in terms of like the quality uh the foreign players that play in in the j league or in in, chi- in china are usually like a little bit of a higher caliber than those that play in um in korea and i think sometimes like there can be korean teams that are like their best players are are the korean korean players that they have on their team whether it's attacking midfield or defense for sure
0: and those are the tough ones to keep because those are the ones that are always in demand uh internationally and we see that happening now a little bit with some of these players i didn't expect to ask that question but this is great this is michael this is michael welch of fighting stripes joining us here just to backtrack a bit when we look at south korea as they build towards a 2022 world cup how realistic if we look at a 23 man squad how realistic would you think that Kim Moon-Hwan would be competing for a possible spot on a, a say, a 23-man roster for a World Cup in two years' time?
1: I think the chances got better now that he's moved to LAFC.
0: Really? Interesting.
1: I think that um, he was, well, Busan I-Park is kind of a yo-yo team. Um, he played twenty twenty in the K-League 1, but they just got relegated. And I think he really was looking for a challenge because he was like, I'm not sure if this team is going to get me to the highest level. Uh, he worked very hard from 2018 to 2020 to get them promoted, and he wanted to test himself himself against the best in Korea. And the team really struggled. They didn't really have um, a good goal scorer that could really consistently put the put the ball in the back of the net. They struggled with that. Um, midfield just didn't really click. Even like on defense, I think like the back four, like. He, he's probably the best in the back four for them. So they struggled there. I think he was really looking for a new challenge. He wanted to move abroad, whether it was to Europe or to the U S or he wanted to move to like one of the best teams in Korea. So I think it got better for him because he's going to be able to test himself against a lot better players.
0: And he is a, a true Fullback, I know there's, I was reading some reports that he's played some midfield play and I I know they're going to project him as a fullback at at right back because that's where the need is for LAFC, but is there, has there been a a case where he's played some other positions?
1: Well, when you watch him play fullback, you could certainly see him play as a winger as well because he's very good with the, the technical combinations. So you could definitely see him play a little bit higher up his distribution is not bad. So you could even put him in like a central midfield role if he has to pass a little bit more. But in terms of like pace, he gets up and down the flank so quickly that he's just a carbon copy for a fullback. Uh, his recovery speed is really good. He can get back to, you know, close down a run really easily. Um, he might, he might struggle physically. He's, he's kind of a skinny guy, but just like the pace and, and keeping someone in front of him is really good. Uh, I was watching him against. Brazil. And um, he had to deal with Philippe Coutinho and Renan Lodi. He was really like, obviously the whole team was struggling. They lost three, nothing, but his main tactic was like, I'm going to force them inside. I'm going to force them back into trouble. I'm not going to give them the wing so that they can put in that easy cross. So he's, he's got the, he's got the technical skills. He's just got the positioning to be a really good fullback.
0: It's good to hear that uh, an LAFC fullback just recently had experience against uh, Renan Lodi and Philippe Coutinho that's <laughs> that's a high rate opposition so that's very cool it's the need is certainly at fullback everything we hear is very exciting about Kim Moon Juan. we can't wait for him to come to LA and that's another part of this story is coming to Los Angeles big Korean community obviously I'm part of I'd like to consider myself part of that community now uh, with my family and we know about Koreatown and other pockets, uh, Buena Park, where there's big Korean contingent, and getting that, it, getting people excited. Now, I'm going to go through a list in Major League Soccer. It's a short list of Korean players who have been here. The The biggest high-profile one was Hong Myung-bo who went to the Galaxy right after South Korea made the semifinals of the World Cup in 02. Kim Ki-hee went to the Sounders. It was very short, didn't really work out. He's back in Korea you mentioned Imbong uh, Imbam, Imbam, who was at Vancouver, now playing in Russia, and then Lee Yongpyo, who was at also at the Whitecaps. So most of the Korean players have gone to the Pacific Northwest or Los Angeles. Here's one here. So in addition to being a guy who can fill an important void, how do you think that? How do you think the Korean community will react to having the LA Korean community will react to having one of their own here playing for LAFC?
1: I think they're going to be super excited. Um, when we were able to like tweet out this news, you know, the response was was huge from the LAFC community, um, the Tiger Supporters Group. They are so excited about having a Korean player on their team. I think it's it's going to be great for the community. I think LAFC is just, you know, it brings together a lot of the different ethnicities of LA, but the Korean supporters for LAFC are going to be so excited about this. I know for a fact, like when, when Hwang and Bum visited LAFC, the tiger supporters group really welcomed him. And he remembered that, like he would talk about, he was like, this was a really fun match to play against them. I felt so welcomed by that community. So Kim Moon Hwan is going to feel the same thing. They're going to be really happy to see him. I think, you know, they're going to take some good care of him because this is like the biggest Korean community outside of Korea. That's a fact. So I think it's going to
0: be great. Maybe get some tips because we I know we're we're brainstorming here in the uh, the LAFC offices about the best way to seize this opportunity. Any any pointers or any tips you think that would be the right way to go about it off the top of your head? I know it was an unprepared question, but is there things that uh, on uh, bringing someone in from South Korea to make them feel as comfortable as possible and getting the word out?
1: take him out for some Korean barbecue, <laughs> make him feel at home. Um, just give him that home cooking feeling. And then, um, you know, just get him out on the pitch and let him have some fun. I think this guy, like he, he Kim on one, like most Korean footballers are very dedicated to their craft. Um, he, I think he just wants to play. He just, and that's, he's probably ready to go.
0: And that's like, that's the biggest part is like you have a, someone coming you know, from a long ways away to a new league, a new challenge, but based on what you're telling me on all accounts, this is a guy who's ready for it. This is, I mean, he, he is, as, it seems like he's as excited for this move as we are here at LAFC to receive him.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think everything that he heard about moving to MLS, whether it was from Lee Young-kyo or from In Hwang, was that it would be a new challenge for him. And it would be something like he could really improve as a player. I think he had... Like Steve was saying, like he thought he might move to the best team in Korea, but that sort of fell through and I think it, it fell through because he was like LAFC really wants me to come like I, sh- I should go for this. Um, and every Korean knows about LA's Korean community, like every Korean in Korea knows that LA is like the biggest city in the US for Korean so I think he'd, he'd probably be really excited to come so just for the first match, definitely let the Tiger supporters, you know, welcome him. And I think it'll be really fun. But
0: well, we know the Tiger supporter uh, group is going to be well involved and they do such a wonderful job. And now they have a Korean player to really build off. And we're going to, I mean, this is what we do at LFC. We lean into those supporters and we empower them and they always come through in flying colors in being able to, and I guess it's just a good lesson. And, and you know, the guys at the Tiger supporters group or whichever group it is, um, be having a, a club where you can lean into and, and ask how do we do this the right way what should we do and having that resource i you know I, I i speak on behalf of everyone here we're thrilled to have something like uh something like that and it's a credit to the folks here at lafc who built that from the beginning and having a tiger supporters group um uh, from the beginning where they were able to do it not knowing that they would have this day it was always in the back of their mind michael where you'd have a korean player come to lafc but it had to be the right moment and you didn't want to force it and you want to have someone that they can grow here together it, it seems like they, they've they hit it out of the park here with kim moon Hwan.
1: i think he's he's the right fit and he's also like a guy that was looking for something new in a position that lafc needed i think you know there are probably a lot of different Korean players, whether it's veteran players or young players that could have signed. But I think when you're talking about how much LAFC needs a fullback, this is a great signing for LAFC. And it's it's a great move for him because I think he was at that point where he's like, I'm not sure if I should be staying at Busan longer. I'm not sure if this club is the right fit for me. I'm not sure if I'm going to get to test myself or if I'm going to be able to stay in the national team if I'm still at this club. But... I mean, LAFC just played the CONCACAF Champions League final. So that's challenging himself at the highest level. And I think the national team coach is going to take a look at that and be like, wow, this is a guy I need
0: to have in my national team. See, that's an important detail because for so long, and more so when we hear in Europe, if a, and it's changed in Europe too, if a player who's competing for a spot uh, on a national team, they come to MLS, oh, and maybe we won't see him. But that's, I mean, that ship has sailed uh and in korea they're they're this is a by and large one of their key players coming to major league soccer is viewed as as a breakthrough moment and could only encourage more national team call-ups is that fair to say as well
1: i think so i think like he has a chance to you know really cement himself in that right back spot um he's got to stay healthy uh definitely like he struggles with NJ a little bit but I think, you know, if he stays healthy, he's playing a lot for LAFC. I think that the competition that he would be getting and the different types of players that he would be going up against on a regular basis, I think Palo Bento would really take notice. And it was the same thing with Inbam Huang when he went to Vancouver. Uh, a lot of like Korean pundits were like, is he going to not get selected because he's playing so far away from Asia or because he's not playing in, in Europe? And Palo Bento basically said, you know, I told him that this would be a fine move for him and I would not, you know, hesitate to select him even if he was playing over there. And it it ended up happening. Like there were multiple times where he was still called to the national team and he played really well. And I mean, he was able to earn a move to Russia off of that. So I think it's it's a it's a perfect fit for him.
0: Fantastic. Michael, this has been a wonderful conversation. I I I told you off air. I go, I I, I want to be a sponge and learn more, and I've learned a lot in the short time we've been together. Where can our LAFC uh, fan base find you? You're a part of Fighting Stripes. Where can we find your articles or what you guys are doing? I know there's a podcast as well.
1: Um, so you should definitely go visit fightingstripes.com. Uh, we do writing and podcasts about you know Korean culture, politics, and sports. So. Uh, we've got a po- we've got a podcast about, about the English Premier League. We've got a podcast about the national team. Uh, my co-host Albert loves the NBA. He's got a podcast about that. So if you head over to fightingstripes.com, you can see our articles. You can see what kind of podcasts we have and you can find something that really represents the Korean voice. And it's just a really good chance to tell stories that, you know, really
0: speak to us. Uh, you're a great guy, Michael. And I'm glad that this is out there. Fightingstripes.com uh, to learn more about a wonderful country, a, lo- a wonderful culture, and wonderful people, one of which is coming to Los Angeles to play football for LAFC. Thank you, Michael. And make sure to rate, review, and subscribe inside LAFC. We'll be here as we have begun 2021. And on all accounts, we're beginning it with a bang. We'll see you soon.